There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Mateen Cleaves, Joel the Vanilla Gorilla Prisbilla, Joey Devine, Darius Miles, Stroma Swift, Sean Keen, Donnell Hart. Jacobus Jake Skeletonis, musical guest Sum Forty One, and now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi! Surprise! We said we'd only be doing one a week, but Sean came down the mountain early. <laughs> What's Sean, up, everybody? How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be off the mountain. I am still up in Humboldt County. Uh, there's a beautiful redwood forest, but I am not in a cabin uh, full of Argentinians, Argentines, uh, singing along to music seven or eight hours a day. Joey, um, you know how I feel about hippies, right? Yes, I do know how you feel about hippies. Uh, Foreign hippies are in a totally different dimension. Like, it's making me it's making me respect Greg Popovich even more just to know that like <laughs> there's nothing worse, listeners. There's nothing worse than like a German backpacker going to Burning Man. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the worst person. Like. You have, you have uh, three months from my job to travel, and uh, my father owns a factory. Uh, can I sleep on your your couch for 11 days with no money? <laughs> uh, um, hippies. I don't, 
I don't really know what Greg Popovich had to do with that. Well, I'm, I'm just assuming. thinking, like, like he's I'm, got all these euros, and I just wonder if, like, that's how right, they kept I, it together. Is Tim Duncan's like, I control the radio, and we're listening right, what to I was car talk. Say, <laughs> what I was going to say is I'm assuming you were in the mounds with Fabricio Alberto. All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like I, I was with all the, all the like washouts that wouldn't have made it. Like, <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're back, Sean. Yep. Uh, but Terry Copeland sure, is a very nice guy, though. I, I'm, I'm sure our listeners are even more glad you're back because that mountain episode, the audio was terrible. <laughs> I actually, my internet was so bad I couldn't even download it until yesterday. So. But we put a we put a bonus podcast out, so you're getting, yeah. you're getting a bunch this week, guys. We we're sorry, our, Roundball Rocketeers. Um, our friend Keith from the uh, Fast Break Breakfast podcast asked me if we recorded it on walkie talkies. I mean, kind of. That's basically <laughs> we did, yeah. Yeah. Um, so guys, sorry about that audio. There was uh, a point, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping Crystal that... clear VoIP now! VoIP! <laughs> yeah, there was a point in the Mountain Podcast where I did have to dodge a dog. That has not happened in podcast mm-hmm. recording before. Uh, an angry, mangy dog menacing one of the participants. But, you know, it was Glenn Robinson the third. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get well soon, GR3. He's hurt. Uh, he is hurt, yeah. Um, okay, business, let's get this out of the way. Yes. Uh, you can email us mm-hmm. at roundrockpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. You can uh, like our Facebook page. Yes. Give us five-star reviews on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am way behind on sending out stickers. I haven't done it in a few weeks. But if you would like a free sticker that I will mail you eventually, yes. DM or email us your address, and we will send out free uh, – we'll send out a little Round Ball Rock care package. Um is that all the business? It seems like usually have... that takes longer. I think oh, we have a couple. We'll... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. We'll name your fantasy team oh, for $1 right, yes. or a five-star iTunes review. Yes. Um, I think we also have a couple poll. Do we want to do poll results at the end? Uh, yeah, we'll blow through those at okay, the end. Okay, great, great, great. Okay. Um, but uh, first off, let's let's go to the news. All right. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, so we have... Full disclosure, listeners. We have a rundown uh, where Sean compiles all of the news that we're going to talk about on the day. Uh But uh, as we were making this call... uh, a piece of news that is specific to Sean, I feel like, just broke. And I think I'm going to blow his mind right now, and that's going to be our lead story. Sean. Yes. Are you ready for this? The New York Times is reporting that Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey is producing a musical. 
Oh my god. That's he he loves musicals. He is a real enthusiast. Uh let me read you a little uh a little little sentence from this article. Okay, please. The musical called Small Ball is now bound for rehearsals and a six-week run in Houston, bridges two of Maury's great loves, basketball and Broadway. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, so it's called Small Ball, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> do, you think he, do you think he's a uh, bit afraid to tell Michael Lewis the title of that musical? <laughs> Also, small ball, not a basketball term. That's a baseball term. No, small ball is also a basketball term. Oh, you're term. right. You're right. Okay. I actually, mean, it's come much on, Sean. You're a Don a... Nelson guy. Yeah, actually, you know it's, small ball. <laughs> it's also much... It's not even a baseball term. I don't even know why I said that. I was... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh, Rod Higgins playing center in a playoff game. That's small ball. <laughs> uh... So in fact, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The uh, story <laughs> tells of a newly discovered island nation that decides to join the modern world by fielding a team for an international basketball league. Uh-huh. The country Lilliput from Gulliver's Travels, oh which God. lo and behold, <laughs> which lo and behold exists in Mars Fantasy. Mar is the guy who wrote it. Okay. Fantasyland proceeds to sink its entire treasury into building a court and signing Michael Jordan, a journeyman <laughs> point guard who just happens to have the same name as the iconic star. But that is all they share. So that's the only plot they're giving away. This is like uh, space sham. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, according to the playwright, Michael Jordan, not a very good basketball problem. Uh, not a very good basketball player. Uh there are other problems. Lilliput is a land of small people, so all of Jordan's teammates are six inches tall. <laughs> also, the country has no concept of the number five, so the coach is limited to sending just four players onto the court at a time. When Maury learned that Marr had included this plot twist, it bugged him. Quote, I'm very logical, Maury said. I just didn't get it. How would these people not know you need five players? Uh... Is the playwright Vivek Rondadive? <laughs> <laughs> you can do this at four ad. That's fine. I don't understand. <laughs> fine. Uh, but the driving force behind the musical is none other than Jordan, the other Jordan, a basketball vagabond who bounces around at the margins before landing in Lilliput. The story addresses big themes how a man without a true home finally finds one, how a small community tries to marry itself to the larger world. And there's a love story. Uh, well, I mean, I I would assume there's a love story. <laughs> Do you think Daryl Morey was drawn to a love story musical because of how much his players always hate each other? <laughs> oh, man. That's... Do you think it's going to be good? No, no. But I don't know. Maybe I don't like musicals, so I am the wrong person. To yeah, ask you never, here. you never know because if you're like, wow, this seems terrible. Well, what are big hits? Well, you know, you're in town. Um, 
Legally uh, Blonde, the musical. That one, that one with puppets. Right, right. <laughs> uh... <laughs> yeah, well, it's always it's always like, wait, 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 is that like a mildly popular movie from the mid nineties? <laughs> that's a, that's the greatest musical in Broadway history. It's like, yeah, yeah, man, the net on Broadway. That was. Uh, Actually, that would another... make a great musical. <laughs> it would be Here, great here's if Dennis an... Miller reprised his role. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> here's another good uh, anecdote from here. Uh, mm. Last year, during a brief hiatus from his day job scrutinizing jab steps and jump shots, Maury was able to partake in another interest by sizing up love ballads submitted by composers who were vying to work on the musical comedy. He later huddled with the show's writer-director, Quote, writer and director, excuse me. Quote, I made them follow our pre-draft process, Maury said. So I was like, we all have to rank the players, and we can't talk before we rank them because we have to eliminate groupthink. And then after we did all the rankings, we talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think Daryl Maury, like, like, in the production of the musical also eliminates cross like like same race comparisons yeah where he like he sees the choreographer <laughs> and he's like no this guy's like uh savion glover and then he can't think of any other uh, uh, debbie <laughs> allen <laughs> he's like uh <laughs> they're like daryl you can't say every white guy trying out for this is lynn manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah that's not he's doesn't he's not rapping at all he's <laughs> An operatic uh, tenor. Okay, <laughs> I got so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick, Sean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when Small Ball comes out. I'm assuming it's pretty soon. Right, they're hyping uh, it. Yeah. But if we have any listeners in Houston, the first <laughs> listener who DMs us that they're getting tickets to small ball. We will buy one. We will buy your ticket to small ball. Wow. And you will come on the podcast and review it for yeah, us. Yeah, we yeah. need to know about this Daryl Morey musical. Look, we so need a Houston listeners <laughs> get at us. Um, Joey, can I give you a little, uh, this is, this is somewhat related. I have a, a dancing with the stars update. Oh yeah, go ahead. Now, granted, I'm not watching Dancing with the Stars, and I, I don't think I will watch it at any mm-hmm. point. Maybe if Frankie makes the final, I'll watch the final. Is there a final? I don't even know. Um, so I didn't realize this, but uh, the the this season of Dancing with the Stars is extremely NBA heavy. Oh yeah. So Derek Fisher, dude. Yeah, and so this week it was guilty pleasure week. Jesus Christ, Derek Fisher's—he sucks at everything. <laughs> what makes you say that? He's okay. So it's guilty pleasure week. You have to admit your guilty pleasure. Even his guilty pleasure sucked. His guilty pleasure was watching the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Why would you feel guilty about that? Uh, because he's evil, Carlton. Oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah this is he's like <laughs> he's like 
what if other what if Carlton busted unions and slept with people's wives? Yeah, remember that episode where <laughs> Carlton's banging Uncle Phil? I don't even know. What am I talking about? But yeah, remember when he flipped Jeffrey the Butler's car? <laughs> um, so the other the other NBA related people, uh, property brother Drew Scott. Uh, mm-hmm. His guilty pleasure was watching TV crime shows. That at least he at least understands what a guilty pleasure is. Um, sure. Terrell Owens, former celebrity, two-time celebrity game MVP, Terrell Owens. Uh, mm-hmm. His guilty pleasure was breakdancing, which is more of a qualification for being on Dancing with the Stars. Like I would have thought his guilty pleasure was doing sit-ups in his driveway while Drew Rosenhaus yelled at reporters. <laughs> Apparently he like <laughs> grew up in a house where it was like dark all the time and his mom papered the wood. Like, I feel like he probably feels guilty about everything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, anyway, uh, Frankie Muniz's guilty pleasure is boy bands. Oh, we all know that's not true. Yeah, and all those his guilty <laughs> pleasure is Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Yeah, yeah, all it, right. It's, anyway. it's white supremacy. That's his guilty pleasure. Uh, by the way, all all of those guys got twenty ones, which is like a good. I don't know if that's a good or a bad score. It's I don't know. I don't watch that show. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> Uh, I'm okay. saving all my dancing for Small Ball. Small Ball to Daryl Morey <laughs> <laughs> about Michael Jordan and Lilliput. All right. Um, uh, let's talk about some real NBA news. I mean, that is real NBA That's news. real. I mean, but, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we probably should have led with this. Sean, Russell Westbrook. Signed his five-year, $205 million extension. And I believe it's marginally the largest contract in NBA history. Yeah, after, it's, it's, like, it's like, bigger than Steph Curry's and bigger than uh, James Harden's. Yeah, So, and he still has a year on his current deal, so this actually locks him up through the 2022-2023 season. Um, yeah, so... How here's my question. Yeah. Um does this affect those other two stars in uh in Oklahoma now? Um is this more likely to keep Carmelo or Paul George there? Uh I mean I'm th- I think with Melo it's going to be a decision of like how much does he want his entire contract for next year? <laughs> yeah. Know? Like like it's 28 million dollars, you know. I, I feel like he it's weird because he seemingly has more financial incentive to stay, but I think this makes Paul George incrementally more likely to stay in Oklahoma City. But but I think they were all I mean, yeah. I Black th- Trey on the Basketball Friends podcast. Yes. Uh he thinks Paul George is staying now. I mean, I I honestly wouldn't be shocked because I it never to me I understand that like he was very upfront about wanting to be in Los Angeles, but I was never really sure why. 
Because he's um, he's not really from LA. Uh, what I heard is the deal breaker is Paul George loves fishing so much, and apparently there's some real good there's some real good fishing in Oklahoma City that uh, Paul Paul George is learning. Yeah, and you know <laughs> that's amazing. He does he does take you fishing in the new NBA 2K game. By the oh, way. oh well, so that's... he took me fishing the other day. <laughs> was it was it fun? Were you in Oklahoma City? Uh, no, you, you were just at a random river. There's oh. no cities in the new NBA 2K. Everybody oh. lives in the same weird city. Oh, oh, it, is it Canvas City? <laughs> no, it's like Lilliput. Um... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think like. It it looks like Oklahoma City is willing to spend some money finally, and that to me would have been the biggest impediment because otherwise they seem like they treat their players really well. Like they have really rabid fans. They're they're probably all alt right, but uh, <laughs> you know that that just shows. Like with the support of fans like that, you can you can go a long way. Um, I apologize to the woke fans of Oklahoma City, but I still feel like a lot of you were like, I'm canceling DirecTV. All right. Um, question for you, Sean. Yes. What kind of weird clothes does a Russell Westbrook that has $205 million God. wear? I mean, I feel like he's maybe wearing like a jacket made out of stained glass. Um <laughs> Like would he have, could he get shoes made out of uh like unobtainium, the the metal from Avatar? Like I think he can probably afford that now. Just yeah, but to wear once. The problem is is Michael Jordan would never pay to have shoes made out of unobtainium. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah, like maybe if there were like some some Avatar children, he could kidnap and make so shoes. Like if he was a if he was a Nike athlete, he could for sure get unobtainium shoes. But uh, Jordan Brand doesn't spend money on shoes that aren't Jordans. Yeah. My, the only way he's going to be able to do it is if he can get that Michael Jordan from Small Ball to call somebody. And they're like, oh, Michael Jordan said it was okay. Oh, my God. These little pushers, these tiny hands can really sew the, the Air Maxes. So that, wait, yeah, Nike. That's the end of. Point. That's going to be the end of Small Ball, a Nike back. factory on Lilliput. Back to this, this musical real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. I just had a realization. So there's one normal sized guy in it. Yeah. Named Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. and then all the other people are six inches tall. How are they? Is doing this, this a one man show? <laughs> and then voices. Oh, it's gonna be like Avenue Q beats. <laughs> Oh man, is this gonna star Brandon Armstrong, uh, YouTube celebrity oh. and uh, celebrity game MVP? I think that I think there's a I think there's some good Houston actors they can find. But are they gonna have the the? Oh, I guess he's supposed to be bad at basketball. Yeah. So that well, that makes it easier. <laughs> All right, let's support buy locally. Have get some local actors Houston. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, please, if you're a listener in Houston, 
please go see Small Ball. Please. We will buy one ticket. One ticket. <laughs> we are, we're not rich. Yeah, look. We'll buy one ticket. <laughs> we're playing hardball, just like, like Daryl Morey. <laughs> hardball would have to be a, a baseball musical. Yeah, that um, would be a baseball yeah. musical. Um, I also found out that on, based on Amazon, he can now afford 4.4 million orange photographer vests. So... Suck it, Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the woke off. Yeah, real quick. Okay. Um, there hasn't been any big woke off news except for Adam Silver is a fucking asshole. <laughs> big news: Adam Silver is making people stand for the anthem like a real piece of. Shit. Yeah, the the NBA has an actual rule about this where the NFL, I don't think any other sport does. No. Yeah. Which, if you remember right, one of the last times we recorded, I was demanding Adam Silver get rid of this rule ahead of all of this. You were, yes. <laughs> um, so my stance hasn't changed. Um, yeah, um, basically it says, the memo said that it reminded people that not only are the players, but coaches and staff are required to stand for the anthem, and it suggested that instead of an anthem protest, someone from the organization could make a pregame speech about unity, which, what what does that even mean in this context? <laughs> Uh, they could just, like, wear t-shirts that say thoughts and prayers. So the other... <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, it, it seems... It seems yeah, thoughts and prayers would be good. In Comic Sans font. <laughs> obviously. Um, I oh, did... he's a woke-off loser we need to talk about. I, he's not on the rundown, but... Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to him. him. <laughs> I was thinking, like... Some other anthem protest they could have since no one can kneel. Um, I imagine the Cavs could pose for a group selfie where they're all holding up one black gloved fist, mm-hmm. except for Kevin Love, who is holding a Pepsi Max. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, the Warriors could have every player slowly unwrap and eat a cupcake that has intolerance written on it in frosting. <laughs> And they swallow the final bite at Home of the Brave. Um, I thought the Celtics could link arms with Mark Wahlberg and all the first responders that he has played in movies in the past. And then the coaching staff unfurls a banner that says, Fuck Derek Jeter. I think people would get behind that. And I think for the Clippers, Doc Rivers should steal the American flag and hide it in some ceiling tiles at the Staples Center and promising that they'll get it back in the finals. All good suggestions, Sean. <laughs> um, Dan Gilbert. Yes. We we don't have this story on the <laughs> on the rundown, uh, but Dan Gilbert was surprised by racism earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he was. He he didn't Do you realize that it existed. <laughs> well, he got a bunch of voicemails. After LeBron called Trump a bum, which is the best. Vile, disgusting, mm-hmm. racist voicemails. Uh, I mean, he was he was very upset. He couldn't believe that there was racism. 
him as the mayor, the the owner of a, a in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, he said, "There's an element of racism that I didn't even realize existed in this country this much." The thing is, some of the most disgusting things I've ever heard people say, and you could hear it in their voice, the racism. It wasn't even really about the issue, and that's what got me, because that's they went to who they really are, some of them. Now, granted, Dan Gilbert uh, cheered on fans who were burning the jersey of a black employee who decided uh-huh. to work elsewhere from his hometown and uh, also denounced him in a letter. Uh I don't think Dan Gilbert's woke yet. No, but is this the first step to woke Dan Gilbert? It could be. Like, <laughs> the problem is that he's like, I don't understand. I love black people. I, I sell them predatory loans. Like, that's what my <laughs> empire is based on. Is I, I help the disenfranchised into uh, very tenuous home ownership. Uh, I mean, he also... Uh, don't forget, he's also tricking the city of Cleveland, which I assume oh, yes, has a healthy black population into buying him a new arena. Yes. <laughs> I believe I believe most of that is just coming out of um, a slush fund for um, river firefighting. And they figure they're not going <laughs> to need that, so... Oh, you you'll never you'll never let the fact that that river caught on fire go. Sean. The thing is, it right. caught on fire like ten times historically. <laughs> it's not just once. Like like the reason we have an EPA or had an EPA until a couple of months ago uh, is that the river in Cleveland kept catching on fire, and eventually the federal government had to step in. Okay. Uh... Sean, you you also have another woke off loser. Oh yeah, uh, Sports Illustrated. The, the they're losing the print woke off uh, because yeah. they they put a cover about a nation divided, sports united, and they photoshopped LeBron and Steph linking arms with Roger Goodell. Uh huh. Is it was it Roger Goodell? Am oh, I it wrong? was Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah don't worry. About it. <laughs> uh, Steph Curry was not happy. Uh, the, that cover did not contain Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, however. both both Steve Kerr and uh, Steph Curry came out and said that it was ridiculous. Colin Kaepernick wasn't on the cover. Uh, yeah, it's also weird. Roger Goodell was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Roger Goodell uniting the NFL, like. I mean, he is uniting the NFL in a way by not saying all this stuff about saying anything about these anthem protests. Right. uh, Because it helps him cover up the fact that all of his players have brain damage. Yes. (laughs) I I wonder what the NFL is going to do, because apparently there's a test that can detect CTE in living people now. Uh Uh-huh. And I feel like that means the NFL has about five years to go yeah i don't know man all right sorry that that's not <laughs> basketball all you, uh, have is you know what is knee injuries in basketball that's not so bad uh it's you know what is ball. basketball though what's that uh we have new lottery odds baby oh yeah girl the nba board of governors voted on changing the lottery odds, of course, not this season, because you have to give Dan Gilbert a chance to win the, the top pick in the draft again. 
Um, but for next season, <laughs> uh, it the vote passed twenty eight to one to one. Oklahoma City voted no, and Dallas abstained. Yeah. Uh, I think I they say, they got halfway through the lottery pitch and Cuban just went, "I'm out, I'm out." Yeah. Like um, you're gonna vote yes or no? I'm out. I'm out. No, I mean the reason they abstained is because they're like, "Look, the highest draft pick we ever get is like twelve, so who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a right to say anything." Yeah. <laughs> We're hoping Rick to Carlisle never be in the lottery again. Rick Carlisle is never going to let us have a bad enough pick where this will matter to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, the OKC vote to me is interesting, though. Um, I think it's. I think it's more. Um, I feel like this vote is sort of more symbolic about what they would like in terms of future revenue sharing. Like, like this is a we're standing up for small markets because right. I don't I don't really see it being functional for them. I don't know. They they just seem more like they seem way more likely, even in a disaster situation, to benefit from this. Right. Change. Well, and also it seemed to me that like they were like, well, the history of our franchise is us getting these Hall of oh, Fame yeah. players in <laughs> in the top three picks. And if we can't get top three picks and these guys are gone, what's going to happen to us? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, um, but, yeah, I mean, I I thought it was interesting that our man, uh, our man, the Stephen Sondheim of the NBA, Daryl Morey, uh-huh. when this vote went through, tweeted at Sam Hinkie, Tanking is dead. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, um, the um yeah, well, so the the difference is you used to have a twenty five percent chance at the top pick if you were the worst team in the league and a twenty percent chance if you were the second worst. Now all the worst three teams have a fourteen percent chance at the worst pick. So basically they have disin they they have remove the incentive to be the worst team in the league because your odds are the same if you're any of the three worst. So four worst, right? Uh, Don't they because they draw four teams now, right? Oh, uh, well I I mean just the, the, that's what the oh, lottery the odds, odds yeah, yeah, yeah. are now. Um I mean it's um yeah, it's 14% for the top 3 and then if you're the fourth team you get a 12 and a half percent chance. So Roughly this, it's, I mean, it basically breaks down to you have rough, you have much worse odds if you're the three worst teams, kind of the same odds if you're the fourth worst, and then uh, basically slightly better all the way through. The dramatic thing to me was that uh, if you're the, if you're eight through 13 in the lottery, you now have like two or three times the chance at the top pick that you had before. And it's now like the odds are such, I have no idea how they balance this, but like if you're the eighth worst team in the league, because of the difference in the odds and the lower probability of the worst teams, your expected, the expected pick you get is actually seven. (laughs) So, uh, wait, say that again. It's weird. You're, you're, if you're the eighth worst team, 
given the lottery odds, you're actually your expected pick is like seven, whereas before it would have been like seven point six. That's so. So they got those odds got worse or no, better? No, 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 no. They, they got, got better. way better. Yeah, yeah. So if you're fourteen, it's the same. You get half a percent chance. But uh, yeah, I mean, like these are still low odds. Don't get me wrong. Like, like if you're the tenth worst team in the league, you now have a three percent chance at the top pick, but you only had a one percent chance before. So, I mean, I like it. I think it's. I think it. I think they have just, I mean, really, they're just de-emphasizing tanking. That's the main thing. And I feel like this solves that one thing they were trying to do. Uh, yeah, I still am not convinced it's going to be enough. Uh, because to me, it may be, and, you know, I'm dumb when it comes to probability and odds Uh and stuff. Uh, but to me, it just seems like tanking is now easier well, there's just not as much of a benefit. Like, I mean, but there's still a benefit to being bad. Well, There's just yeah. no benefit to being the worst team. Right. Well, what they've done is they've solved... There's no reason anymore for Phoenix to shut down Eric Bledsoe for the last two months of the season. Right. Like, like it's it's not... It's barely better to be the worst team in the league than the fourth worst team in the league. So, and you know, I mean, I, I just, there's rarely a situation where, last year, how many teams were tanking? Like three, four? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. The Lakers, the Sixers. The Suns um, were tanking the Suns. for sure. Uh, maybe the Magic? Somebody? No, the Magic were trying to win, I guess. Uh, the... Well, the Nets weren't really tanking. Yeah, there were like three tanking teams. Basically, I, I just like that it'll... There's no reason for a team to win ten games anymore. Like, the worst team in the league will probably end up losing, like, no more than 60 games, which sounds crazy, but I feel like that still makes a difference. Like, it's just kind of better for, you know, it's... It's better for the NBA if players who are good at basketball aren't not playing basketball for no reason. Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, um, uh, but it doesn't kick in until twenty nineteen. So one more year in the tank, everybody. Phoenix is Phoenix is gonna put a brick on that accelerator and drive that <laughs> tank into a ravine. Um, that reminds me, Sean. Yes. There was something I meant to add on here. Yes. Um, you bringing up Phoenix reminded me. I'm going to send you the new cover of Slam Magazine. Okay. And I want to hear your theory of this. Hold on. Okay. Slam um, Magazine. Shouts to Lang Whitaker. <laughs> uh, it has the- all the rookies on it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Hold on, sorry. Um, oh, okay. I can't. I just remembered. Um, but I have a theory about this cover of Slam Magazine. The world is um, theirs. Is that the one? Um, is it the one with Chase Serrano on the cover? His name is on the cover. Or uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's the got world all the is rookies. theirs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're living through one of the worst haircut fra- phases in NBA history. 
uh, oh, by looking at this magazine. <laughs> so, um, of these guys, I would say I like De'Aaron Fox's hair. And that's kind of it. I like Dennis Smith's hair. Dennis Smith is fine. That's, Dennis Smith's haircut has the haircut I always give my uh, NBA 2K player. Oh, okay. It's like it's like a regular fade with like a line in it. I like a line. But can we talk about Markel Fultz and Josh Jackson's <laughs> hair here for a second? Now, Josh Jackson, it doesn't look good. It's 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 a lot of hair. I like a bit. I nor and. It's weird. I normally like a player with, like, a big afro. Yeah. Um, but, but okay, it, it doesn't look good on him. I'm not sure I can no. really pinpoint why. It feels like he's too young, or, like, it doesn't work with his... He has a really like, young face. I mean, obviously he's 19 years old, but... Uh, it, it makes him look like an old, old man. Yes, yes. There's a Ben Wallace <laughs> quality, and that's what it is. It's that, like... I don't know. I don't know if I'm. It's just like my default is co like you know bald headed young Kobe, but I feel like having this amount of hair makes him look like he's like there's a Benjamin Button thing going on where yeah like why but is Markel he... Fultz has the worst hair. Looking at this cover, Markel Fultz, I am less high on Markel Fultz as a prospect now. His hair <laughs> looks at his like hair Dave. And face. It's like Dave Chappelle and the Nutty Professor. <laughs> I don't understand it, why he is like a the side of his head that's so also high. Twisties. Yeah, but it's like it's like he doesn't have enough hair on top of his head. For, right, like, because his he face, he still has like a baby fat face. Yeah, so his his Marcus Folds, <laughs> if you're not familiar, his face is almost perfectly round, and then. Mm-hmm. He and it's mostly shaved haircut. all the way top. Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> it honestly looks like like the top of a prize carrot before it's been like trimmed for competition. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, we don't have to talk about NBA hair anyway, anymore. Anyway, I just Lon- think anyway, we we're all know in a what bad hair. <laughs> we all know what Lonzo looks like too. I mean, just I don't think Lonzo. Look, I like I love Lonzo. I think he's going to be a great NBA player. But Lonzo is weird looking, just generally. He has Jason Kidd face. Well, and and oh, that's in uh, Jason Kidd game. <laughs> and uh, I and was <laughs> Jason Kidd was never able to figure out what kind of hair he should wear either. Yeah, and the answer is new face. Yeah, yeah, new face. Right. <laughs> Change your face. Uh, yeah, Jason Tatum looks like he's he's perilously heading down the Darren Williams road. Like, it's a bad think, chin beard. It just... <laughs> I think Jason Tatum looks okay. He can. He, he looks can... like a guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not a great, uh, not a great lineup. I don't know why I, know I like you're... De'Aaron Fox's hair, but I, I yeah, really do. I, I look at De'Aaron Fox and I'm like, oh man, we are not that far away from Alfred Payton. <laughs> Um, both in game and in hair. So, Alfred right. Payton still has he still not cut his hair since high school? Dude, have you seen Alfred Payton's hair? Did he? It's cut even it? crazier this year. No, it's like 
Remember how Shumpert had like a samurai thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but with uncut dreads now. Well. <laughs> someone, someone, I, I searched for Alfred Payton's hair on Twitter, and the first tweet I saw said that he had a hair canoe on his head. <laughs> that is kind of what it looks like. <laughs> uh, um, Alright. Alfred Payton's hair looks insane this year. I mean, just... yeah. Here, in I, fact... I don't know why he's not cutting it. It just... I'm texting you Alfred Payton's hair right now. Uh, you're go- we're going to get an audible... <laughs> Gasp, I would guess. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it it actually looks like a cartoon where like hair becomes sentient. Yeah. And is it's like grabbing like a things. Cresting wave? Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks like it looks like he stomped abruptly while like mm-hmm. applying a bunch of um hairspray and then his hair like went forward and stopped but <laughs> like his hair should be whistled for an over the back violation like it's <laughs> you reach i teach Alfred Payton's hair Alfred Payton's hair. <laughs> I don't remember how we got to this, but let's move to our next story. Um, Clay Thompson, we don't have to talk about this one this much, uh, but Clay Clay Thompson is already talking about taking a discount to stay with the Warriors two years from now. (laughs) That's fantastic. Like, of course he is. Uh, I love Uh, that he... He said that he would not take as much of a discount as Kevin Durant did because he because does not he doesn't make... make as much money off the court. <laughs> uh, he also said he wants to buy a Chinese basketball team. Uh, yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'd have to move there, but sheesh, that'd be fun." <laughs> um, sheesh. <laughs> in that same interview, it was on the uh, Tim Kawakami Marcus Thompson. Warriors Plus Minus podcast, he also was talking about Trump, and he kept saying, I just can't believe Trump called them bees and oh. son of a bee. He said bee and son of a bee instead of the word bitch probably 15 times in three sentences. I gotta say, that's a level of um, Clay's leaning in, I think. I think he saw those ads. <laughs> Good for you, uh, you Clay think... Thompson. <laughs> uh, what do you think Clay would call his Chinese basketball team? Um, I mean, I wonder, would they be, does he have a bulldog? He does. Maybe the bulldogs. Um, I mean, I don't think he'd call them like the splashes. I wonder if it would be like a super stony name, though. Like they're <laughs> like the Triceratops or... <laughs> Uh, the the chemtrails. The other thing he said was uh, he said that he wanted the Oakland A's to trade for his brother, Trace Thompson. And they should and do that. that. 
<laughs> and then uh, when they told him that uh, the A's were building a new park near Lake Merritt, he said, oh, sheesh, the, the property values there are going to skyrocket. <laughs> Uh, man. The A's uh, should trade for Trace Thompson. Not that he's been playing particularly well, but Dodgers would get rid of him, right? I don't know. I don't follow baseball. <laughs> I'm a basketball-only man now, Sean. Uh, I mean, he is going to be a 27-year-old next year with uh, not a ton of games of baseball experience. But who knows? Bring him to Oakland. Um, all Sell right. that uh, <laughs> uh The Cavaliers have announced that they're bringing Tristan Thompson off the bench and they're starting Kevin Love, Sean. Um, I mean, they had to bench one of those guys, so I would bench Tristan Thompson too. Uh, yeah, what I think the funny thing about this is going to be is they're calling Kevin Love their center, but isn't LeBron actually their center now? <laughs> I mean, it, to me, what this – you look okay, you look at the team. So their starting five right now is uh, – Derrick Rose is the starting point guard. It's assuming – let's assume he will be supplanted by Isaiah Thomas at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, two guard, either J.R. Smith or Dwayne Wade, but let's be honest, it's going to be Wade. J.R. Smith already said he's willing to come off the bench yeah. because he didn't want to get in – a quote-unquote dick measuring contest with Dwayne Wade yeah. because he'd lose. That is what J.R. Smith said. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, by the way, J.R. Smith continuing his ascent of the Wokoff standings uh, after that Adam Silver uh, memo came out, J.R. Smith just quoted a tweet about it and wrote, yeah, I right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if J.R. Smith is the only one who protests the anthem, that will be one of the greatest slash funniest moments in NBA history. Be um, um, yeah, so the other the other starting five is they say LeBron is the three, Jay Crowder's the four, and Kevin Love is the five. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, even Jay Crowder and LeBron are in the wrong positions, but... Um, <laughs> But I, just I, mean... I, I I look at the team, and when I see it, I'm like, who's going to play in crunch time? And I'm like, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, J.R. Smith, Jay Crowder, and LeBron James. Like, <laughs> like both those guys are going to get benched against the Warriors. <laughs> um, I mean, I do like this lineup a lot better from, yeah. like, a switchability standpoint. And Kevin Love but to... get... Well, go ahead, sorry. To me, it just seems like... Yeah, this means their only rim protector is LeBron, and he'll ostensibly be playing the five <laughs> defensively a lot. Yeah, um, it seems like I feel like you have to start Kevin Love because he's the second best player on the team, uh, and I mean, I would, I understand that personality-wise, you want to start Wade and bring Jr. off the bench, but in terms mm-hmm. of maximizing minutes. Like that, it seems like you'd want Jr. to still be playing a lot more minutes than Dwayne Wade. That's really the danger of the Wade signing. Is not so much like like he'll be fine. He just 
he's just playing the same position as a good player, and he himself is probably not a good player anymore. You know, I think they're gonna play him at the point guard a lot. Yeah, and see that solves it. It's, if he's playing over Derrick Rose, great. If he's playing over yeah. J.R. Smith. Probably not great, but whatever, man. If Jr's fine with it, I, I'll I trust whatever that guy says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the first time anyone's ever said that about Jr. Smith. Yeah, uh, do you um, think is this is this a Kardashian curse that that Tristan Thompson's on the bench now? No, I think this is a <laughs> this is a. Uh, salary increase curse <laughs> oh. because Tristan Thompson makes sense as a bench player. He's just paid like a rich man. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, yeah. the, this is a, this is a, a, another failing of cap smoothing. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think that's true. Um, also, Tristan Thompson says he is going to be going for the sixth man of the year award. What do you think his chances are at getting that? Zero percent. Yeah, there's there hasn't been a guy with his skill set in in 1988. Roy, forward center rebounding specialist Roy Tarpley won sixth man of the year. Uh, is that before or after cocaine? Uh, Mib. I think. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think there was like a coke-free portion of Roy Tarpley's <laughs> career. Uh, this was a really the, a, the, it looks like a secretly really good Mavs team that year, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they were just they were so loaded. But uh, uh yeah, zero percent. In fact. Yeah, I mean that was thirty. That would be a thirty-year interval between um, a forward like that. Like the last Lamar Odom, I guess, is the closest to that recently. But even he's not similar really at all to Tristan Thompson. No, he like could score and pass and stuff. He like did everything. Like forwards <laughs> almost never win unless they're you know Antoine Jameson won when he wasn't really a six man. Anyway, yeah, yeah. It, it um, never goes to a defensive-minded, non-shooting big. Well, and especially one who doesn't really get counting stats. No. Like, well, and also, it's not like... Here's, <laughs> go ahead. Here's my prediction. You know who the sixth man of the year also doesn't normally go to? A guy who's traded mid-season. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun in Phoenix, you bum. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have anything against Tristan Thompson being so mean to him, but uh, he does have a uh, terrible just, tattoo. I, I mean, it just makes sense that he's the one they package with that pick to get some help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's how you want to change up the team. Like, again, Kevin Love doesn't match up well with the Warriors, matches up really well against... 27 to 28 teams in the league, you know. Especially now that he's going to be allowed to touch the ball. Yeah. I, I think I think actually that's a guy that that Wade will It's not like Dwayne Wade is uh he holds the ball a long time but he'll pass eventually. Um and, right. Yeah, Kevin Love's great, man. Uh 
And and actually, it it makes sense to have like isn't Kevin Love a better rebounder than Tristan Thompson still? I would guess so. So I mean, you're giving up a little bit of rim protection, but I mean, the whole idea but is Tristan they're gonna... Thompson's not really a rim protector. I no, mean, he's... he's good at showing on the pick and roll, sort of. I mean, um, no, he's good, he's good at coming when, out. That finals when everyone was saying Matthew Della Vadova was the one shutting down Curry, it was actually Tristan Thompson who was giving him problems, not Matt, Matthew Della Vadova. I, I think he's a good player. Just, just he ain't gonna be sixth man of the year. They don't love you like no. that, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> All right. Um... Do you want to do our ad read here, Sean? Yeah, let me do the ad read here. Um, and then we'll get to some futures bats. Yeah. Okay. Um, our new sponsor is designed for the highly patriotic business professional. It's Adam Silver's Anthem Standing Desks. Ergonomic experts have been saying for years that people who sit for the National Anthem have a much higher rate of obesity and back problems. And those who kneel for the Anthem enjoy joint pain, skin knees, and cartilage damage. Remember when Colin Kaepernick tore his ACL kneeling? I mean, we assume he did, because otherwise why would NFL teams be starting Mike Glennon and EJ Manuel in 2017? It doesn't make sense. Now there's a solution. Adam Silver's anthem standing desks allow you to honor America while still remaining productive. Here's what happens. When they ask you to rise for the national anthem, that's when you push your chair away and activate the switch on your standing desk. For the first few stanzas, your desk will slowly rise to a patriotic height, and your mouse pad will orient itself in the shape of a salute. Then, by the time the anthem's over, your your anthem standing desk should be almost at its legitimate patriotic height. Then, once the anthem is over, simply reactivate the switch and wait five to seven minutes for your desk to return to its normal position. It's a great way to be patriotic, ergonomic, and productive. Adam Silver's Anthem Standing Desks. Buy one or you're going to get fired. Well, thank you, Adam Silver's Anthem Standing Desks. Yeah, it's disappointing. Seems like an expensive (laughs) product, but press tables. Uh, You know what you can... You know what, though? It is an expensive product, but... Money won't matter once you win it all gambling. So oh. let's talk about some gambling. Yeah, let's do some gambling. All right, let's start with the MVP odds. Yeah. Sean. Yeah. All right, so these are all according to Bovada. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard is your favorite at plus 350. Uh-huh. Then LeBron James at plus 450. Kevin Durant at 550. Russell Westbrook at 600, Giannis at 1,000, James Harden at 1,000, Steph Curry at 1,200, Kyrie Irving 1,200, Anthony Davis 1,800, Paul George at plus 3,000. Then we have a lot of other long shots that maybe you want to point out and get yeah, to. But, I'll, uh, I'll mention, we don't have to do the whole list. I'll, po- I'll, I'll point out some long shots that are kind of interesting. Um, but, Sean, you're our, you're our Greek. Yeah. <laughs> So, so who yes. do you like here? So here we go. So so saying plus three fifty, that just means Kawhi Leonard is seven to two. You gotta you bet you bet a hundred dollars, you get three hundred and fifty back. That's mm-hmm. that's uh so Kawhi's the favorite. He's been a consistent favorite. The one thing that's happened recently is uh Westbrook's MVP odds dropped. Uh, right. And because that was because they got of the, a lot of guys. Well it was it was directly after the Carmelo trade. 
which was a little bit surprising to me because I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess the idea is that his candidacy was like Russell Westbrook is an army of one, and mm-hmm. <laughs> so that doesn't uh, translate as much. But um, I think these are basically correct. Like Kawhi, LeBron, and Durant are the most likely guys. And it's interesting because I think a lot of Kawhi's... Kawhi got a lot of momentum last year by being like kind of the nerd MVP candidate and then doing way better in the playoffs than the guys who finished ahead of him. Mm -hmm. So I can see there's like momentum for him. But he's still going to have, like, the same kind of not super high scoring season, I think. I mean, he can take another step offensively, but... I think he's going to score a lot. It's actually the other numbers that I don't think are ever going to be enough. Oh, like he just doesn't have a ton of counting stats. Yeah, like rebounds, assists, those kind of aren't things that he does. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a good rebounder and he's a good passer, but he's never going to get like more than five of each. Well, he got how many rebounds did he have last year? Let me give you his line. He had twenty-five and a half points a game, uh, two steals, three and a half assists, six rebounds. His his max is is well, that's the most assists he's ever gotten. Is three and a half a game. Yeah, his top rebounds are his ceiling from accounting stat. Yeah, it seems like his ceiling from a counting stats standpoint are like 28, 5, and 5. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah, That I would, I would even say that the 5, yeah. Okay, so yeah, total rebounds, he said 7.2 is his peak. So yeah, like 28, 5, and 8, 5, and even 5 is like pretty generous. You know, and part of it is the the Spurs system does not lead itself to, you know, he he passes. It's just everybody passes, so assists are kind of like like the team gets a lot of assists, right? And he's going to continue to shoot, you know, thirty eight percent from three. That's pretty good. You know, well, didn't good. he shoot like a crazy amount from three last year? What well, didn't he shoot like forty two percent or something? Uh, in in twenty fifteen sixteen, he shot forty four percent from three. Last year, he shot thirty eight mm-hmm. percent from three. And, you know, he he keeps scoring more while while remaining pretty efficient. But yeah, it's I feel like it's his candidacy is like. It requires a lot of advanced stats, and it requires the Spurs to win, like, 60 games. He's really good. He's great. Uh, But, I don't know. He's also probably going to play, like, 70 games. Because he usually misses, you know. He's He's out for the preseason. Yeah. And he's he's already. for, For his career, he averages about 66 games a year. And and you know that's totally fun for the team, but yeah, I I think this is a bad bet for him being the favorite. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I here are the bets I like. You ready? Yeah. Uh, I like LeBron at plus four fifty. Yeah. Just because I don't want to bet against LeBron. Uh, I like Giannis at plus a thousand. Ten to one odds for Giannis, and basically for Giannis to win. I would say probably the Bucks need to get like the four seed. 
They have to win 50 games. Yeah, which is yeah. not doable impossible. in the East, I think. And, you know, it's, um, I could see the Bucks being surprisingly good. It's just, it's kind of, they're very unpredictable. But, yeah, yeah, he's he's very compelling and, uh, yeah. People want to anoint him as the next great player. Well, That's he's... the thing. Is I always think of this in storylines. Mm-hmm. And, like, people are already saying, it reminds me of when Durant won the MVP, like, a year early. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just because, I mean, he had a very good season, but people were already saying Kevin Durant was going to win the MVP. Yeah. Well, and I think eventually, and he's the, he's in a way, he's sort of the, the anti Kawhi in that Kawhi's definitely better, but Giannis had 23 points, nine rebounds and five assists last year, plus two blocks and one and a half steals. If his three point shooting I mean, it's pretty bad right now, but it doesn't look like his form is that bad. If he gets to the point where he's shooting 32% from three, he's going to start scoring like 27 points a game. Yeah. And um, and you could see him like like he's he's not – he's a little bit overrated defensively, but he gets a lot of blocks and steals. And so you could see him having a real like stat-stuffing season. I think he's mm-hmm. probably – like he's still going to be twenty three at the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah. The other guy I like, I like Chris uh, Paul at plus thirty three hundred. I love that one. Like, uh, if 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 the Rockets are really good and James Harden misses like three weeks, I mean that he could definitely get. It. They have to be like the two seed, but yeah. Um, but also, that's another narrative one where mm-hmm. I feel like it's like, we, oh, Chris Paul is better than we thought he was. And like, this will be his last, you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. last chance to give it to Chris Paul. Well, and I would say in conjunction, I love Blake Griffin at 40 to 1. <sighs> he Unleashed. looked great the other night. He's shooting really well from three. <laughs> Uh, and again, it's like a narrative thing, you know. The Clippers Which end up I the third or fourth best team in the West. And... This is a weird place to talk about this, but I don't know if you saw some of those Tiadosic passes the other night, but they uh, were fucking sick. <laughs> well, he is, he is, uh, he is. His odds are slightly too long to be included in our Rookie of the Year discussion <laughs> in a minute or two. Uh, Patty Power had him at some insanely long shot odds, but Bovida, the the most updated odds, only went I think fourteen deep with their rookie odds. So uh, you I never know, though. Um, I love I love betting on an old rookie. Shouts to Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the other the other odds that were the other odds that were intriguing to me. I don't. I guess I don't really see a way in which. He actually wins the award, but Jimmy Butler's a hundred to one. Yeah, I also like the Jimmy Butler. I mean, just just considering that Mello is also a hundred to one, like, and there's zero chance Carmelo Anthony wins the MVP. <laughs> I mean, you've got to think that like Towns is probably going to be considered, but I I don't know, like like I just think. When you could get out odds like that on a guy who probably is one of the ten best players in the league, that's yeah, and is going to be on a good team. Yeah, I mean he's never finished 
anywhere, you know. He's been like eighth in the MVP voting before. So I mean, his odds are worse than Demar Derozan's. Yeah, that's really weird to me. His because, odds because are worse than it... Ben Simmons. And ben Andrew Simmons Wiggins. is eighty to one. Like, yeah, like why are his odds worse than Andrew Wiggins? That's the one that just. <laughs> uh, there's actually one more guy I like on here. Yeah, do it's it. It's a weird one. I like Kyle Lowry. At fifteen plus fifteen hundred. Hundred and fifty to one. I uh mean, it's like the last Kyle Lowry year. But also if he's if Toronto somehow wins the East. Right. Right. Like, which is not not doable. No, because it it kind of involves like Serge Ibaka's feeling better, a bunch of those like because this the Celtics can... and the Cavs taking longer to click. Right, right. That's exactly. really all it takes. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, is it that impossible that the Raptors will win, like, 53, 54 games? Because that's all it's going to take to win the East. Yeah. And and I think the, the Lowry narrative goes that Corey Joseph leaves, Patrick Patterson leaves, and their bench unit continues to kill people. Mm-hmm. And I well, just... and then he puts up twenty-eight and ten. Yeah, he he shoots really well from the outside. Yeah, uh, and they've and more most importantly, they complete the voting before the playoffs begin. Yeah, That's like exactly. the key thing that he needs. <laughs> um, um, I, I mean, also think guys, I also Jim, think he and Jimmy Butler are not going to win it, but like those are odds I just like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're. There's scenarios I could see in which that happens. Yeah, and you know, Paul George at thirty to one is kind of intriguing. And I also, I also think it'd be hard to do it, but Steph Curry at twelve to one is intriguing to me too because I don't think it's that impossible that his shooting basically bounces back and he has even better assist numbers, and then mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if his Durant assist, would have to that miss some Spurs time. problem, though. Right, but um, you know, it's, I could I could see a situation too where they, eh, they're not. He doesn't care. That's the other thing. His he's not like he. I don't think he cares about winning the MVP, and that's kind of. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's something you have to make an attempt to do. So, all right, let's uh, talk about the rookie of the year. Rookie um, of the year. We've got Lonzo Ball leading the way at plus 225. And these odds have shifted dramatically since the beginning of July, where Ben Simmons was the favorite. Because that Lake, that dumb Laker money came in. Yep. Um, ben Simmons at plus 275. Dennis Smith at plus 400. Jason Tatum at plus 800. Markel Fultz, plus 800. Darren Fox, plus 1,200. Malik Monk, plus 1,800. Josh Jackson plus two thousand, John Collins plus thirty three hundred, mm-hmm. uh, plus my guy Bogdan Bogdanovich at plus thirty three hundred, Jonathan Isaac plus four thousand, Justin Jackson plus four thousand, and Lowry Markinen plus five thousand. I gotta say, I like I like two long shots better than anyone else here. I also like. Well, I I like Dennis Smith at plus four hundred. Yeah, that's that's good. Uh, 
But yeah, I'm more into. I like John Collins at plus thirty three hundred. Uh huh. And I love Bogdan Bogdanovich at plus thirty three hundred. Um, I like Markin in it. If you get Markin at fifty to one, like, like yeah, it's. I'm not saying he's gonna win, but he's he's like, gonna shoot and have the ball a ton, and that's all that matters for this award. Well, you, you look at these guys and you're like, who's gonna definitely play a ton of minutes? And I would say Lonzo, Ben Simmons. I mean Smith. Smith, but Smith Smith even has. Eh, he's going to play a ton. He's going to play a ton, but I don't necessarily think Jason Tatum's going to rack up a ton of minutes for sure. Me either. Same I'm with also same not with Fox. Sure same Fox. with Fox. No, no. I mean, like like Fox almost shouldn't play that much. You know, like I, I think he'll be like he has a legit excellent point guard in front of him. And, I mean, and he the did Kings shoot have a million for eleven last night. No, I mean, I love him. <laughs> he'll, he'll play. I'm just saying, you want like, you know, Bogdanovich is in a place where he's by far the best guy at his position, and he's like 23, 24. Right, he's an adult. Yeah, yeah. Um, John and Collins, he's the high, and they paid him yeah. like a ton of money. So they have to play him. So Collins, he's the highest paid player on the team, I think. I think that's right? right. It's him or George Hill. Yeah. And actually, I feel like the odds for Justin, like, if I were betting this, I think I would just spread a bunch of money on long shots, and I'd probably bet Justin Jackson too, because I don't really believe in him that much. But he's forty to one. Yeah. Like it's, is it? Is there a? a three percent chance Justin Jackson wins rookie of the year I think there is you know um but yeah and John Collins the Hawks are gonna be so bad they're just gonna have to play him well they're, they're and he's <laughs> looked so good I gotta say you look at that Dennis Schroeder Kent Bazemore what I see there is lots of opportunities for rebounds when they yeah. miss their fucking shots all right, should we talk about Defensive Player of the Year? Defensive Player of the Year. This one, I I feel like the the uh, handicapping on this has got to be so weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. All right, so we've got Day- Draymond Green at plus 150, Kawhi at plus 300, Rudy Gobert at plus 350, Hassan Whiteside at plus 900, uh-huh. Anthony Davis at plus 1,200, LeBron James at plus 1,600, Andre Roberson plus 2,000, Paul George plus 2,000, Avery Bradley plus 2,500, Patrick Beverly plus 2,500, DeAndre Jordan plus 3,000, and then a bunch of other long shots we can maybe talk about later if we want, but um, this one to me is pretty easy, I think. These guys have all been top three for the past two years, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, I I do think Draymond is the most likely, but also there's no value in getting him at plus one fifty for an eight an eight month gambling investment. Right. Uh, uh, I actually like Gobert for this. Yeah, it it seems like he's like the narrative version. Hayward's gone, and you know he's yeah, right. He's he's really good. If if they're if they're as good as a lot of writers are saying they're going to be like Gobert's got to be a lock for this award. 
I would think. Like, if they still make the playoffs, mm-hmm. it'll be because his defense was insane. Yeah. I think, um, that's, I think he's. I think he should be... I think he is more likely to win this award than Kawhi, for sure. Yeah, I would have thought he was the favorite for this award, frankly. Yeah. Um, the other guy I think um, is a possibility is Giannis. That was who I was gonna say. And then the last I think guy. If you're betting on if you're betting on Giannis to win the MVP, you should also bet on him to win defense. I mean, it's fifty to year. one. And then yeah. <laughs> the other the other guy I find intriguing is um Mark Gasol, eighty to one. I mean he's not gonna win. Not gonna yeah, win. but it's good odds. Yeah. Um, I mean the guys who were actually first team all defense last year, it's isn't it those top three guys? And then Beverly and Bradley? Yeah, I don't like Bradley this year because I don't think... I just don't think the Pistons are going to be good enough. Also, uh, the other thing that that jumped out at me is you can definitely see the Mike D'Antoni effect because Chris Paul is not even listed. Yeah. Um, The other guy... that intrigues me here... Actually, it's two guys. It's both... LeBron and Anthony Davis mm-hmm. are kind of intriguing to me here. I think Anthony is Anthony Davis good at defense. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because his the players around him have been so terrible. Right. That um, he's he's he has to clean up for a lot of Solomon Hill mistakes. Right. Traditionally, um, and it's and LeBron. It's one of those things where like. It's like the MVP. Like he could win this award any year, right? If he tries all year. But yeah, in general, he's not really making defense a priority in January. But if he has to cover up for Kevin Love, I mean, he's more of a help defender now, which is what I kind of like about his odds. Yeah, is, I just think because I... Jake, he's not going to have to lock down the main guy as much anymore because Jay Crowder's there to do it. Yeah, that's true. So he could put up a ton of counting stats help defensively. He is a... I don't think he will actually be the best defensive player in the year, but I could... Again, I could see the narrative. I like... I I do find that guy intriguing. Oh, it's you also find f- LeBron James intriguing? Well, as a defensive player <laughs> of the know, year. I know. I just think it's funny to say, yeah, Ooh, I find that guy intriguing. Little, little, little hipster pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it reminds me of, like, um, <laughs> I was watching an NFL preview thing about a month ago. A guy, like, really took his time and made a meal out of predicting the Patriots would win the Super Bowl. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just studying the numbers and... Just keep coming back to this, uh, you know. New England Patriots just going <laughs> to think they might be good this year. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so I think, God, I'm more into the long shots on this except for MVP where I uh, I think, I think, uh, God, who's your, who's your best bet for MVP? For MVP? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Giannis. 
Yeah, long shots. I the long shot I like is Blake Griffin, and then otherwise I like Kevin Durant. Yeah, I just don't. Plus five fifty just doesn't get my my juice going. <laughs> <laughs> I just and, I think I would I think I I think I think he is the most likely to win the MVP award, regardless of his odds. I kind of think this summer hurt him with that, though. Maybe, but eh, no one cares. <laughs> Because he just went out of his way to be like, shut up, haters. And then everyone was like, by the end of it, even me, a Warriors fan, was like, shut up, Stop Kevin Durant. It. Yeah, I just I just don't think it's going to matter. Like, like because if I, I just imagine that he is going to, given how good they were at the end of the year, they... It's weird to look at their, you know, 67 win season last year and realize, like, oh, Kevin Durant didn't really mesh with the offense until halfway through the season. Yeah. And I just imagine there's going to be a ton of plays for him. And whether his defense is actually way better or not, the perception is that it is. And so, I don't know. I could definitely see, like, a 70-win Warriors team having Durant be the MVP. Yeah, I just kind of think that um, people there's going to be warrior fatigue too. Well, who do you think uh, will, who do you think will actually win the MVP? Like who do who would you pick if you did, like no odds, just predicting? Uh, LeBron. Okay. I think we're I I said this. I think I think we're yeah. getting LeBron's last try hard all year year. Yeah. His friend Dwayne Wade is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got to shove it in Kyrie's fucking stupid face. Yeah. Uh, it might be his like so long Cleveland season. Yeah. I just think he's gonna, and he's got to cover for Isaiah Thomas not being there till January. Yeah. No, I I think that's a I think that's a fair pick. I think they'll probably. I, the thing that would keep me from picking LeBron is that uh, I I still just think he's gonna be trying to peak in the playoffs like yeah like we're about five years into him doing that and i think it would be weird for him to not like like he still wants to although although i think what would this be his fifth mvp award yeah so that matters that that's that would tie michael jordan so actually i'm i'm yeah well and also he can't rest as much yeah None of these guys, Adam the Silver will thing fire. Is, none him. of these guys can rest as much, and especially if you're a Cleveland or Golden State player, you're playing on national TV so much. Yeah, you don't want you you're don't actually want... getting extra rest days that you didn't have last year. Well, and you don't want Boss Silver to yell at you, right? So yeah, no, I could see him going for the MVP. Fair, fair, good pick. Um. Oh, I want to mention the. the but Giannis w- is yeah. actually my second guy. I think. Oh, I think I think they're just not going to be good enough. I just think I have a feeling he's got another huge leap in him, and I think the East is open enough where a huge Giannis leap can make them good enough. I think I just I'm still basically of the feeling that. Last year was a bit of an aberration, and before that, like, you know, for 30 years, you couldn't win the MVP if your team didn't finish third or better in your conference. 
I just don't see the scenario where the Bucks are good enough, basically. And he's well, and he, you have not enough faith in Son Maker, my friend. <laughs> I mean, he's got it. He's just like, yeah. I mean, he is the most improving player in NBA history. So who knows? <laughs> what if he just improves to the point where he, the final year of his career, he shoots a hundred percent. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's, he's really tough to guard now. Now that he's, now that he's added he's, the hover dunk, uh, he's, he's shooting a hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's still growing. <laughs> he's, he's the league's first eight-foot player. I mean, he was just uh, undernourished as a child in Greece. So. All right, Sean. Um, oh, I had talk one. About... I just, oh, yeah, I just wanted. I just wanted to mention the WNBA final coming up. Uh, it'll be tonight. We're posting this Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm rooting for. I, I'm torn because I live in Los Angeles, but I I love the Minnesota Lynx. I just want to say good luck, good luck hosting this game five, and uh, I'm looking forward to making a lot of two one jokes about the Sparks blowing their huge finals lead. <laughs> Blew a two one lead that sucks. Your face, Candace Parker. Okay, uh, let's go over some of these polls I haven't. Oh yeah. haven't mentioned okay. Dubaru. Get ready to fly like eight W's here. Okay. All right. For episode 81, we asked, where would you rather go, the White House or Dwight's house? And uh, people were upset about this poll, Sean. Yeah, they didn't like uh, it. We had people saying, fuck these choices, uh, and Dwight's house has candy. Um, also, so uh, Joel I would say... Field has said no one wants to celebrate a championship by hanging at the house of a negligent dad who eats Oreos for all three meals. Either one of them, which is a very good joke by Joel Field. Good job uh, at out of right field. Uh, but yeah, Dwight Dwight's house fly that W Dubaru for Dwight's house. So Dwight is now one in one in polls. Um. <laughs> other yes, polls. he well we well you, we have to get to his other poll. Oh yeah, well I'm getting there. Hold okay. on, I'm scrolling. Oh, so all right. So, yeah. who is more popular, O.J. Simpson or Dwight Howard? And O.J. Simpson won by eighty percent. That was an overwhelming so, victory by the juice. So people would rather go to Dwight's house than the White House, seventy-seven percent. But they yes. prefer they would rather go to O.J.'s house. Yeah. Seven more percent of people would rather go to OJ's house than Dwight Howard's let me, house. Let me just put this out there. Uh, uh-huh. The amount of time that that all of these people spend in the state of Florida and on golf courses means we could have OJ, Dwight, and Trump golfing together at some it's point. True. It's it's in a who would you add to that foursome? Like who's the perfect fourth? Tiger Woods. <laughs> All right, um, so uh, fly the W for O.J. Simpson, Dubaru. All right, then with David Borey, we asked, what is Danilo Gallinari doing right now? And uh, he's eating gelato with with his socks on. With no socks. Uh, With no socks on, excuse me. Uh, That won 53% of the vote. Fly the W, Dubaru. Uh, yeah. We also asked. God, we asked these so long ago. Yeah. All right. What is shirtless J.R. Smith doing right now? 
Uh, he's not proofreading Hillary's book. He's drinking Henny and hooping. Uh, 79% of the vote. Fly the W, Dubberoo. Sean, big win. Thank you, thank you. Um, oh, yeah, he was playing shirts and skins while he was drinking Henny, of Right, course. but I couldn't really That's, we, get we, all that. Why don't Twitter look... Why don't you take a break from adding 280 characters to your tweets and add more than 22 characters to your poll answers? Like, come on. Look, uh, speaking look of and which... stop verifying Nazis and expand these fucking poll characters. While we're yelling at Twitter, yeah. I gotta say, they gave Mike Love of the Beach Boys 280 <laughs> characters, and that is... As bad as verifying Nazis. Well, the worst thing is that they actually stole those characters from Brian Wilson's Twitter I know. Now he only, has, he only has 20 characters now. Yeah, it's, it's... But he's writing symphonies with them. All right. Uh, what is James Dolan doing right now? Have we I think ended we, this on the I pod think yet? We've, I think we announced this result. But, okay. But he's honking he's on Bobo. He's honking on Bobo. W. Obviously he's honking on Bobo. <laughs> Once he once right. said it, yeah. Uh, Dave Coulier, did we do that one? Yes, we did. We did. Okay, good. We're done. That's all of our polls. Fly those W's, Dubaru, um, and hit me up later. Well, hit me up? What? I mean, Dubaru, you can always hit me up. I don't know why I said that, though. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's add a new poll. Um, Sean, I'm going to audible who you yeah. have here. Yeah, that's fine. Right now. Um, we talked about him earlier in the, the, uh, episode. He was a, uh, a Twitter sensation during the off season and he's back. Clay Thompson is in China right as oh we my speak, God. Sean. <laughs> so my question for you is what is China Clay doing right now? Yeah. Now that he's back baby so also uh, before we get to this china clay dope hoodie mellow was dope but mellow take the hoodie off you're you're overextending hoodie mellow here i agree i agree it's too much you switch cities you got traded look he no more like enough enough hoodie enough hoodie go back to fedora mellow yeah come on man <laughs> oh man if they if they have like fishing and hats in Oklahoma City, like that's what I would do <laughs> if I were Sam Presti. Just be like, how quickly can I get a haberdashery up and running before Mello has to opt in? <laughs> All right. So what is China Clay doing right now, Sean? I think he is smoking a bowl on the Great Wall of China, wearing one of those sort of lampshade-looking hats. And he's smoking out of a bong that is made out of, like, where you put the weed in the Buddha's belly. All right, I don't know how I'm going to fit that into 25 characters, Look, but he's smoking of... weed out of a Buddha while on wearing the... a rice paddy hat on, on the, the Great, Great Wall. Wall of China. Yeah. Uh, okay. you, could, you could say hotboxing the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think he is drawing mustaches on posters of Jimmer Ferdet. Oh. In your face, <laughs> Jimmer. <laughs> Domestic MVP. <laughs> no, he's, he's, the, he's the international MVP. Ding is the <laughs> domestic MVP. Oh, that's going to be great. I can't wait for Clay to 
What if Clay ends up owning like a disc golf team in China? Like he just brings <laughs> the sport there. Oh, that would be great. Clay's disc golf team. <laughs> Yo, Anta, right, stop making fris. Start making frisbees. All right, Sean. What do you want to plug? Uh, this is gonna be a long range plug, but for your Bay Area listeners, uh, you can see me. Headlining the San Francisco Punchline on December 20th, hosted by Joey Devine. It's true. And um, uh, also featuring uh, former guest Caitlin Gill. Mm-hmm. And our friend, uh, oh, and former guest Ben Kalina, who who did some NCAA tournament mascot mashups for us about six months ago. Um, yeah, uh, it should be fun. Uh, I haven't done stand-up in a long time, so enjoy my rest, people. Here comes training uh, camp, baby. <laughs> um, all right, anything else you want to plug? Uh, check out the Everything Report on Instagram. Yeah, check it out on Instagram, whatever. It's uh, other places, but watch it on Instagram. Um, all right. <laughs> um, uh, as for me... Um, I have no plugs. If you want to hire me to write something for you, do that. All right. And, um, uh, as always, I'm on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where I haven't tweeted anything fun because of dancing in the stars in a long time, dancing with the stars for a long time. But on 9-19-14, I tweeted, you know what I'm not doing today? buying an iPhone 6. Maybe I should have written this in ba so all you sheep could read it. Oh. Watch <laughs> out, sheeple. <laughs> Frankie's keeping his droid. <laughs> Trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's, Let's go, go home. home. Possible.